Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for downloading this week's Attacking Scrum podcast. Got through absolutely loads this week. Um, this week's fronting up, we had a look at the uh, whether the game was going soft or not in the wake of uh, a flurry of red and yellow cards over the, the festive period and also some uh, new directives from World Rugby this week. And uh, not only me and Dan kind of chatted through those, but Paul Rees from The Guardian, top rugby journalist, was kind enough to uh, to have a chat with us as well and give us his expert opinion on it. So yeah, hope you uh, hope you enjoy the listen. Welcome to the very first Attacking Scrum podcast of 2017 and as always we'll be starting with fronting up which is uh, where we tackle a big issue. And tackle is kind of the, the operative word for this week because we're going to be looking at uh, whether the game is, is going soft, seeing a flurry of red and yellow cards over the, over the festive period, yellows for, uh, for Reinhard Landman and, and Ray Lilo. Prior to that, we saw a red card for, uh, for George Earl in, uh, during the European break. Coaches have spoken out against uh, against some of these decisions. Social media has been up in arms, saying, "You know, is the uh, why don't we just get the tags out and play tag rugby?" And furthermore, this week we've seen a new set of, of directives from World Rugby to kind of uh, to address the, the the player welfare issue. Coming up later on, we're going to be getting um, getting uh, Dan's opinion on this, and we'll be kind of chewing the fat. But first, in the wake of those new set of directives, I caught up with uh, with Paul Reese, the Guardian journalist and started by asking him uh, about the changes to the tackle area and the clamping down on reckless tackles, contact with the head. First of all, kind of what's been your take on the, uh, on the reckless tackle or uh, um, the, the kind of the amendments to, uh, to this law this week? I think it's all, it, I mean, it's all related to concussion, isn't it? And it's all about being seen to be doing as much as you can on this world rugby to minimise the number of head injuries and therefore minimise the risks of concussion to players. And I think, um, I mean, obviously player welfare is driving it, but I think also what will be 
panic in world rugby is the the lawsuits taken out in American football a couple of years ago because if anything happened like that in rugby union down the line and succeeded, the game would go bust. Well, it would. And, um, yeah, like you say, I think uh, concussion is obviously what's what's kind of been driving this. Is it is it the answer to the concussion debate, though? problem I have with this is not so much um, not so much these two amendments. Um, it's it's where it ends up. Now, you, if you take Scrum, for example, Scrum goes down, one of the heroes, one or more of the heroes, lands on their heads. Is that more than a simple collapsed Scrum penalty? Do you, you know, do you identify who's collapsed it and then send them off for potentially causing a head injury? Well, I, in, 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 in the line-out, if you're jumping on your position throw, I mean, at the moment, you, you can get penalties. But but again, you know, this accidental thing, now, if you're jumping on the throw, you get it slightly wrong, your opposite number goes flying, lands on his head or neck, you get sent off. And because intent is out of the is, is out of the equation, it puts puts referees in a, in, a, in, a, in a very difficult position. Well, it does, and I think the, the real danger for me is whenever there's a kind of zero-tolerance that comes into something inevitably it kind of it makes it more difficult for referees to um to kind of apply common sense and as you say referees you know will be put in very difficult positions off the back of uh, off the back of these law changes i mean what what i think i think it's it's you know it's it's it's, it's sort of shock therapy initially and so you'll get a flurry of yellows Loads of penalties, a few reds as well, and and, and they hope that it changes changes behaviour, changes how you coaches look at it, refine tackle techniques. I mean, it was you know it was the same member of Driscoll tackle in um, in New Zealand in 2005. I mean, they clamped down on that, didn't they? And you know, Bora Warburton got sent off in the in the 2011 semi final, and 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 that sort of seemed to work. And I think they'll be they'll be looking. Um, for pretty much the same thing, but I I don't know because because I, you know the game is played at a faster and faster pace, so more accidents will happen. Um, but my, a, a big fear of mine in all this, and I think a dangerous direction the game has gone in the last couple of years, and again with with with, with sort of safety and bad um, bad tackles in mind, is is the undermining of referees. And if you look at you know, last season's um, fashionable offence was making contact with the eye area. Yeah. Not the eyes, the eye area. Ashton got 10 weeks, Thomas Francis got 8 weeks. In both instances, the referees looked at that on the big screen and decided that you know, it merited, in Francis's case, no more than a yellow card, and in Ashton's case, no more than a penalty. But they were both... Um, both players were cited and both received long bans. And therefore, the... Action in the end was not the referees, even though he's had the, had the had the opportunity to review it, but a judicial officer who was a legal man. Therefore, you're going to get more and more decisions decided not by the bloke in charge who's got a, the best feel for the game, but by a lawyer. Now, already you're getting coaches and some players feeling there's a bit of a disconnect between themselves and the and the disciplinary judicial system. And if you're pushing the referee further and further away, then you know, I can I can just see greater problems ahead. I think they've got to be very very careful and you know not use the citing system on this. Just trust referees. They've, they've the accidental one. They've said the minimum is a penalty with the 
reckless tacklers said minimum is the yellow card. Trust referees on it. Don't have a have a flurry of sightings. Give it give it a month or so, see how it works out, and then review it. But I think you know, referees have again got to be seen to be the ones in charge of this. Absolutely, and yeah, I'm very much uh, inclined to agree with you there. The other slightly uh, slightly strange thing, uh, particularly you know in the, in the northern hemisphere, is it's in the middle of uh, it's in the middle of a season, yes. which yes. you know potentially has big financial impacts if there is a big decision made and it costs someone their place in the European Cup, for example. European Cup, Six Nations. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, is this um, is this a decision that you know should have been uh, should have been implemented differently across the across the hemisphere should this have come in uh, you know for the start of next season <clears throat> I, I yes and, and i think they could have staggered it couldn't they because you've got the southern hemisphere cranking up later this month with friendlies and then competition in february i think they could have staggered it. i mean with the with the law amendments that are coming in they're all starting starting in the summer aren't they um, um uh, late, late summer for us is in August or whatever. So, you know, you get, you're getting you're getting um, an off season to prepare here. You know, yeah. one week you're playing under one system, the next week you're playing under another system. So, yes, I don't I don't know why they brought they brought it in like that. No, yeah, it, it does seem uh, slightly strange. I suppose moving away from the um, from the kind of the, the player welfare aspect. Uh, the other, um, the other kind of element that we can expect to see change is the way that the game is played. A lot of kind of um, a lot of journalists have been quick to point out that we can expect to see more offloads and more tries. Is that something that you know that is a positive off the back of this law change? Well, you might see more offloads and more tries if, if teams are going down to thirteen and twelve men. <coughs> um, if you go back. Go back to when Eddie Jones was coach of Australia in, in after 03. Australia were masters at taking play through 30, 40, 50 phases, not doing an awful lot of the ball. Um, so, it, yeah, it could, I mean, it, it, it could go the way of more tries. It could go the way just more the team in possession retains possession. But you know, as long as as long as defences reorganise so that you know tackles tackles are lower, um, but you can still find some way of getting in the way of an offload. Then not necessarily. It could just be. It could become more boring. So just get teams having the ball for longer and longer, and 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 keeping hold of it, trying to get a penalty rather than rather than taking risks. You hope not. You hope not. But you know what? In the professional era, one of the one of the weaknesses I think is that coaches have now got so much more time that that so many of them, when when you know when when a rule change is made or or something something changes, they. <clears throat> They look, they look for the negative rather than the positive. Yeah, how can you stop something rather than, which is easier, I suppose, rather than how can you use it to to to, to an attacking advantage? Um, you would hope in this instance that it would be different, but practice would tell you that it's not going to be different. Exactly, I think it's a very hard thing to predict, and uh, we can only only kind of wait and see how it plays out across the uh, across the rest of the season. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll watch with uh, with great intent. Paul, thanks very much indeed for joining us. All right, Jed. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's the uh, that's the expert opinion on um, on the kind of new set of directives. As always, Dan and I are here to to kind of give the fans take on um, on the big issues. I start by asking you outright, then, Dan, is the game going soft? No, I don't think it is at all. I think um, it's, it's quite the opposite, actually. And these these you know uh, new directives has come about because of the fact that we've got. Um, 
you know bigger, more powerful players, and we sort of idolise the uh, you know these the, the sort of you know monster hits and mm. smashes. Um, Is that a new thing though? Like, you know, I'm, ask any uh, ask any Ponty fan or, or any fan of uh, of European rugby, and they'll be able to tell you about. You know, Andy Robinson getting smashed by uh, by Dale McIntosh as he tapped him tapped him on his backside, yeah. didn't he? When he when he levelled him, yeah. Um, obviously, I watched that a few times. I think there's more of a there's more of an emphasis on it. There's almost a, there's an infatuation with sort of you know you know big big hits and yeah. us, us, us watching these over and over again. Um, yeah, they've always been around, but I think over the last ten years, we've definitely seen the tackles getting higher and higher. Um, and that's almost at almost at all levels, really. You know, you, you even see it at the sort of minis. You know, the minis, the kid, the kids are tackling. It used to be you 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 take the momentum of the player round the legs and, and and fall back. You're seeing you know the bigger chaps you know leveling some of the younger ones. So it's a real worry at that age as well, which is you know something that hasn't really got any coverage off the back of these directors. But these affect every level of the game. It's not just a professional game. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's certainly uh, that's certainly something that. That you know is a, is a concern at a junior level, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I think these these you know these directors have been brought in, um, and they, they want to make a cultural change, really. And you know, because of this, we're going to see, and we have seen, you know, masses of reds, masses of yellows, uh, more more than we've ever seen before. It's going to ruin games. We're going to see one sided games. You know, players, coaches, refs, fans um, are all on different pages. We don't know whether we're coming or going with it, and. Um, I believe it's mainly because um, you know world rugby are, are absolutely shitting themselves. Basically, yeah, um, you know the NFL um, lawsuit settlement. You know that's was that seven hundred seven hundred million dollars. Uh, you know that's they've absolutely pooped themselves. And the fact that they brought it in midway through a season just shows that they're like we've got to get it out there and get it out there now. Um, and it's causing causing chaos it is cool yeah well I, th- I think that's what we can expect is some chaos off the back of this I mean we're we've both said on previous podcasts right that mm. player welfare is of paramount importance and it is right there's no doubt about that but it does feel like something of a knee-jerk reaction to be doing it mid-season it feels like it's something that's been led by that's been led by lawyers rather than you know rather than um, anyone who's actually close to the game yeah. and as a result You've got big changes in the middle of a season. I think you're right. I think we. I think we're set to see a, a bit of chaos. Actually, we are. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, you know, it's probably going to be quite, uh, quite exciting, annoying. Um, we're going to be frustrated. Um, it was going to cause chaos probably whenever it was brought in, but I think if it had been brought in at the end of a season, mm. we all could have reviewed what was going on. Coaches, you know, more importantly, coaches could try and get their heads around it then you know have a chat with the players and go through because at the moment you're seeing players getting yellows and reds coming off coaches are putting their arms around them saying you know you see them whispering in the air, you know I, you didn't do anything wrong I don't know what you did well they obviously they've done something wrong under the new directives or have they so it's all over the shop it's very foggy is um, it, does it mean that the game is that the game is soft though you know if the if world rugby are trying to for whatever reasons are trying to um to minimise impact with the head and concussion. I mean, that surely is that surely is a good thing, right? Well, it is. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you know, more and more players are retiring, aren't they, due to injuries? So, player safety has to come first. Um, I find myself sort of torn a little bit between the two. But when you you know when you sit down and have a think about it, because players are are retiring and, and having major injuries, it, it something like this ha- you know 
probably has to come in. Um, and, you know, hopefully we should see, you know, in the long run, we should see a more, you know, more fluid game. It has been talked about, hasn't it? But, you know, more offloads, less focus on collisions, mm. less of a focus on size and power, um, you know, allowing for a more inclusive game for all sizes, big and small, almost going back to a little bit what it was like. Um, and a, and a big part for me then is increased participation at all levels. So at the uh, something that hasn't been talked about a lot is the is the younger the younger ages, and um, I only say that just from seeing some of the younger guys play. And you, you, we do lose a lot of players where you know at the younger ages kids grow quicker than mm-hmm. than others, and they're smashing the smaller ones, and it's very difficult for them to get back up and and, and carry on playing. Um, so I think if we see those if we see the tackles. Reducing at a lower level and people actually taking you know taking them going with the body weight, um, we'll see more we'll see more kids playing and it'll only be a good thing. And something you mentioned uh, while we were uh, before we came on air was the way that things are done in New Zealand at a, uh, at a younger level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they 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 play at a they all play at a similar weight, don't they? So if you're fifty kg, you'll play with you know you play with boys of a similar similarish weight. So that then you don't lose players, and everyone feels um, quite happy in the environment they're in. And, well, not... and you develop your ball skills. Yeah, it's all... you know, a, a player of I don't know what twenty kgs is, by the way. What is that? Is that is that? It's a... probably unbelievable. Like, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like it's, a, it's like a, <laughs> a newborn baby. It's almost floating. Yeah. Um, but, but so let's let's just say a lighter a lighter yeah. player or a yeah. smaller player can play with a bit of freedom at that age, which is when you develop your, your core skills, something that we bemoan in the Northern Hemisphere. So you can play with that freedom without fear of getting smashed by someone who is much bigger than you. If you get smashed because you've dwelled too long on the ball, that's very different. But yeah. just because someone is miles bigger than you and there are some big lads, that's uh, that's you know that feels like a very sensible approach, yeah. actually. Yeah, and because, because people... You know, obviously, when you when you're men, it's a little bit more of a level playing field. Mm. But at the, the younger ages, you've got pe- different people growing at different, you know, at different times. I'm sure. I'm sure we both played in teams growing up where you played against a school who had a kid who hit puberty at the age of, of at the age of twelve and was six foot three, yeah. and you're all knocking around just all just just ahead of five foot. And you know, games were completely one sided. It didn't mean they were a particularly good rugby team, but there was just someone you could they could give the ball to who you could not drag down. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had this chap um, in our team called uh, Truckhead. Um, he had, a, he had, you know, say the obvious, he had a massive head. He was he was a big, big chap at the age of sort of eleven. Um, you know, he was a man, and um, I mean, people questioning, you know, on the on, on the other sides. You know, how old how old is this guy? You know, I want to see his passport, and he just he just be storming through people. You know, knocking over. You felt I felt sorry for some of the opposition. You know, because he was just running over them, and. Um, yeah, I think New Zealand have got a spot on, haven't mm. they? Where you're playing with people of a of a of a similar weight, similar size, and um, then it brings on the emphasis on 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 handling, and um, this could be seen as 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 sort of you know tipping a nod to that. Really, let's bring, let's bring it back to that um, to that central theme, though. You know, like we said, this is about us kind of figuring out whether the the game's going soft. Just because we've seen a, a spate of of yellow and red cards. Do you think that that's something we need to be worried about? That it is getting about less and less about contact because that's fundamentally still a, a big part of the game, or it's it's always been a big part of the game, right? Yeah. Um, what do I think that we need? Do I think? Do you think we should be worried that we're seeing a lot more red and yellow cards for things that are deemed to be dangerous play that 
it's going to it's going to take the the contact that that kind of hardness out of the game. We're heading more and more towards a you know a kind of seven style rugby. It's, it's, there's definitely going to be a change, isn't there, because of this? Um, I don't think I don't think it really takes the hardness out of it because I think you can still be you can still put in a very very hard strong tackle mm. without it being without it being sort of. Uh, you know, up around the high, you know, the high chest or, or just below the neck area. But it's that it's that intent, though, isn't it? Because you could you can go for you can go for a chest tackle, and if it if it does slip up, yeah, you know, then you are going to get you are going to get penalised for but, it, and, regardless. And that's where so that yeah, so that's that's exactly the point. So then we're not going to see we're not going to see those hits. It will it will be we'll see the tackles coming a lot lot lower, um, which will then allow allow people to offload. But like a five star tackle now is. You know, a destructive tackle when someone knocks someone, mm. you know, knocks someone backwards, isn't it? Um, I think it's going to change. Yeah, I do. But I kind of, if a tackle is legal and it's not dangerous, and I think there is a difference between a dangerous tackle and a big tackle. If it's not, if it, you know, if it's legal and you've nailed the man, I do, I do find that you know an integral part of the game. Still, you know, if you if it was the first ten minutes of of England versus Wales in the Six Nations, right? And Jonathan Joseph's got the ball, and he's get he gets Ross Moriarty clatters into him, legally knocks him back, knocks him back ten yards. There's a reason why that's you know why that's a good thing because it's a tense environment, yeah, he, and it's it's like that first blood. Yeah, yeah, but he's still he's still going to be able to do that because it, you know if you're if you're hitting someone, you know if you're hitting someone around the chest, or, you mm. know the waist, you can st- you can still absolutely level someone. But are you going to do it if there's fear of giving away a penalty, even if you know you just happen to clash heads on the way down or? I think players will still have to play the way they're going to play, um, and but we're just going to we're just going to see some uh, some decisions that are not that, that aren't going to be very favourable for uh, for one side. I can't see players backing out of tackles. Um, they're just going to lower them slightly. But you know we're going to. I mean, just uh, the Six Nations now is going to be fascinating, isn't it? Because we're going to see we're going to see cards, uh, probably cards galore. Um, you know, who knows? We could see, we could even see sort of a couple of reds in some of these games. You know, and it's going to open things up. I yeah, but do you want to see the game opened up through no, through red no, cards? I don't, but because it, it ruins it. If you've paid again, yeah. you know, if you've paid God knows what for a for a ticket for a for the England Wales game this year, right? In excess of a hundred quid at the absolute cheapest, and there is a yellow card for or a red card even for a slightly a slightly higher dangerous tackle. That's gonna that's gonna ruin the uh, ruin the game as a spectacle. Yeah, well, it's unless always, it's an Englishman getting sent off. Well, yeah, that's another matter. Isn't it? But it's, it is always disappointing when someone gets uh, you know when someone gets a yellow or, or a, you know, so certainly a red anyway because it does end, it does end the game, doesn't it? But it's got if, if we if we take it back full circle, you know, it's it's all it's all to do with player safety and yes, maybe we're going over the top with you know the directives. Uh, uh, you know, it's all OTT, but you know we can't get away from the fact that. You know, players are, are getting are getting seriously injured. So what I don't know. What do they do? You know, what what, what do they do about it? I do, yeah, I um, it's it's a difficult. I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that world rugby are, are shitting themselves, right? Because that's what this is about. Mm. Yes, of course they care about player welfare, but it's also about litigation and yeah. making sure that they have um, that they have everything covered. That should there be a, a lawsuit, there is enough. Um, would well, be the end, it'd be the end of rugby, wouldn't it? Yeah, it so, would. It would. Yeah, they've it's it's gone, it's gone to 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 one to a massive extreme, isn't it? 
Um, maybe we could have had someone. We could have had someone in the middle, but you know, it's 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 the professional era, isn't it? And uh, yeah, they're pooping themselves. They are, and I think the um, the other thing that that's frustrating about the about the whole thing is the officiating, and it's going to make life harder for um, for referees with this in place, right? Because yeah. they're going to have to make unpopular decisions. Again, go back to that similar scenario. High tackle, England versus Wales, packed house. Don't know who's refereeing that game this year. Let's say it's Jerome Carsez. Um He's he's refereeing it yeah. and he's got to make that decision. That's a bloody hard call. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the refs aren't going to want to ref these games at the moment, are they? I don't, yeah. think, I don't think refs are going to want to lace up their boots and go out there because um, they... Yeah, they, this is, they're putting they're, they're now in a really really difficult position. I mean, we've been fairly critical or mm. very critical then of uh, of the referees um, of late. Now this is going to be it's going to be totally different, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and it's um, you know you may as well have a lawyer referee in the game. Yeah, the way it's going, yeah. and you know this is one of those occasions where I do feel for them and just think that if the referee had the power to make the decisions and you had good referees who were consistent. Of which there are some, you know, I don't think all referees are, are awful, not at international level anyway. If they had the power to make the decision and say, actually, there was no, you know, there was no risk there, this is why I've made the decision, then um, then actually I think you would, you would have a, a safe, better game. But I don't think that's where, this is, that's where this is heading. I think you can expect to see a lot of, it's heading a bit down the football route for me. You know, when you see ridiculous things that got brought in like 10, 15 years ago, maybe 15, 20 years ago, where, you know, a player raises their hand to another player's face and it's an instant red. God, you know, are we, that for, are we in danger of going down that route now? I think if you were to watch games back... Well, we're, from, clo- we're, closer, we're closer to that than we ever have been, haven't we? Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're... You know, we are, really. But, the, yeah, so, I mean, don't get me wrong on this. I, I genuinely think that, that player safety is the most important thing, right? I just think that there is room for a referee to interpret what is a dangerous tackle and this kind of letter of the law, zero tolerance. Oh, well, you know, that's it. He's gone above the, he's gone above the line of the shoulders. It's just going to become another tedious mm. TMO, sighting commission. And there's, no, and there's no bloody consistency there either. Yeah. But so, it, yeah, I'm, as you mentioned, it is lawyers that have looked at it and said they, they, don't, want, they don't want to leave it to a referee's discretion on you know okay mm. that's you know that's 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 not a penalty that's a penalty that's a yellow that's a red whatever it may be they they've they've obviously drawn this up so those are the, those are the rules and everyone must stick to it and it's black and it and it's it's supposed to be black and white it's a complicated game though isn't it you know it, it is, is a complicated, complicated game, game and yeah. we've said before that referees who've played the game will have that understanding of of what a player might be in uh, you know how a player might get into a situation you know they're the they're the referees who I want to be making these decisions. I I I can see this being a real frustration during the Six Nations. As, well, you know, in the club rugby that leads up to that. But you've got the Six Nations where this is going to be where this is going to yeah, be in, yeah. in full fruition, and players will have had what three games to adjust to it. Then into the Six Nations, and Six Nations form is going to dictate what um, you know what players go on the, the Lions, Lions tour and yeah. how the Lions tour is played. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't know where this. I don't know. It's going to. Um, I don't know what's going to happen now in the six in the Six Nations. But um, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, there's going to be a lot, to, a lot, a lot to talk about. I think. I th- yeah, that. I think. Uh, I think carnage awaits. If I'm honest. Um, so yeah, whether or not that 
that kind of settles whether or not the game's going soft. I think there are things in there that that we should be a bit worried about. Just to, just to kind of sum up, not because I I think it's you know it's a man's game and you should have loads of head collisions and stuff. I really genuinely don't think that at all. I'm just worried that this has been rushed, that it's a knee jerk reaction that's been made by lawyers and as a result I think you could argue that, that that means the game is going a bit soft when a referee can't go actually there was no da- there was no danger there I'm not going to give a yellow card yeah yeah it's a good point because I, mean, I don't know whether any of the directors of rugby have been were, in, were involved in this at you know at, at clubs because it should have been surely it should have been a big sort of collective um, not conversation but topic and mm. then from there it, you know because you know, these are the guys that, that could have had some very good points in terms of actually, have you thought of this or that? Mm. You know, it just seems to be. Yeah, it is. It's it's almost like you know, bang. This is this is it, and uh, we're bringing it in now. I don't know whether we're going to see a softening of some of these or or some some modifications, but um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Well, yeah, we uh, we will indeed, and it's no doubt going to have an impact on uh, on the rugby that we've got coming up, which is going to be. Uh, a much more interesting year of rugby, as if it could, uh, as if it could get any more interesting. Coming up in part two, we're going to be previewing, uh, previewing the weekend's actions, having a quick look back over what happened over Christmas as well. Uh, plenty more to uh, to come during that time. But as always, at this point, uh, invite you to uh, to get in touch with us um, on Twitter at Attacking Scrum or on Facebook um, uh, via our Facebook page there, and also to to leave us a review as well um, on iTunes if you can do so. Loads coming up. We'll speak to you shortly. Sports Social Podcast Network.